Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Janet Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. Today we have a real treat. I have invited here today a good friend of mine. Uh, She's also a graduate of Wanting It More and she also works on my team. She helps us with uh, community support and customer service. So if you've ever emailed me before, this is who you've talked to and she's such a delight. We've never met in person, but I hope we can one day. So welcome to Neil. Thanks for joining us today. Um, do you want to share a little bit about yourself just so people can get a just a feel for you as a human being? Sure. Um, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Um, I, yeah, I'm just about 44 years old. I'll be 44 next month. I took wanting it more when I was 41. So I've had a few years um, to thoroughly absorb your content and apply it to my life and my at large and my marriage and all my relationships, which has been such a gift. Um, And yeah, I've been married for 15 years. I have two young teenage boys. I live in Canada. And um, when I'm not working for you, I have my own photography business. Hmm. Her photographs are just sublime. I don't know what else. They're just very magical and sort of, I don't know, maybe one day you'll be able to take my photograph. I hope so. I one hope day so we're going to meet and, and yes, photographs and hugs and all of the, uh, yeah, physical <laughs> love that we've been missing out on for one another. Absolutely. I've known you for, yeah, like three years. And it's so funny that we're so close. But yes, I've just never had the chance to meet yet when this crazy world we've been living in. But soon, someday soon. Someday soon. Mm-hmm. What I was hoping we could talk about today was around your journey of self-discovery, self-exploration. That's something that's really st- stood out for me on your journey and your story. So I'm wondering if we could start early days for you. Sure. When when were your first memories or uh, first understanding of like body and pleasure uh, when you were young? Um. Well, I can say that when I look back on, I guess what I was trying to do as far as like a self discovery exploration it was stuff I was trying to emulate from stuff that I'd seen so like you know you see a scene uh, in in a movie of you know maybe a girl sticking her hand down her pants and doing something down there I had no idea what (laughs) she was enjoying it but it was like So, you know, you'd and be like, okay, well, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. And would try to do something like that that was just like, hmm, that's not really 
giving me the same experiences that she's experiencing <laughs> or you'd read books or um yeah different different things that I was just I guess yeah trying to emulate and then when those things didn't work in the way that I thought they were supposed to I just kind of I was just like oh I guess that's not going to work for me I guess my body doesn't work like that so I was never really um not like nothing ever just like naturally happened where I was just like oh here is like the secret sauce or or whatever so I just kind of I don't know I guess you could say just kind of floundered trying different things I can re I can remember going to like it was popular like when in my college years and stuff there was a lot of women having like like a sex party where you'd go and there'd be some catalog full of like sex toys and stuff you were supposed to order and I can remember ordering things that were suggested to like you know 100% guarantee working not knowing what he was, I was even trying to accomplish with them really and them not working and just going, okay, that was a waste of money. So just, um, I guess, always kind of curious, but always feeling like I was failing and that I didn't work right. And then almost, I guess, just kind of giving up without even realizing that I gave up, just kind of stopped being curious. Yeah, it's, I think the experience of so many women, I I have to laugh at that sort of trying to emulate what you see on uh, TV. I remember sort of sticking my finger in and out of my vagina a couple times mm -hmm. and just thinking, what was that? That just... Yeah, that doesn't feel... Exactly, exactly. Because it's like, well, what is she doing in her pants? Is she doing that? Try, like, oh, that doesn't feel... <laughs> And being, boring and being and... yes, and being very kind of like mechanical about the whole thing, right? Like just like there was no um, cultivation of pleasure on a larger scale, like which is that word has been totally redefined since knowing you and working with you. Um, but yeah, we can get into how I've <laughs> redefined what that is supposed to mean in my life. So it sounds like you didn't have a lot of shame about your body you felt pretty comfortable with it well that was the interesting thing for me um i've heard so many different women's stories working in your program and you know yeah there's lots of there can be lots of shame hang-ups and lots of you know um coming up in a strong religious background maybe where you you picked up these ideas i didn't like i've i i my family was very loving supportive liberal um, my mom talked to me about, um, sex, not in like great detail, but certainly it was something that I could like talk about if I wanted to No, like religious background, strong religious beliefs that I was brought up with. So I always thought of myself as very well educated about my body, I knew what my parts were. I didn't feel necessary like shame around my body. Um, I thought I knew what was what. And going into wanting it more three years ago, I totally at the start of that program would have thought like, yeah, I, I know my body. I know my parts. I know what's going on. 
And I was shocked to realize I really didn't have a hot clue. Incredible. And it makes so much sense because even though your family seems pretty open, I was raised in a pretty open home as well. And yeah, sort of mechanical, the mechanical pieces of it. Did you know that you had a clitoris and like how nerve endings kind of worked in a female body? Uh, well, that was one of my big ahas in um, wanting it more, which is like I felt really just kind of shocked and almost embarrassed. So you you had a week during the program where um, we were encouraged to, you talked, it was specifically like a week about our vulvas and the anatomy of them and what different vulvas looked like. So, you know, I had taken a look, you know, with a mirror down there, but it was always like, kind of standing up and kind of awkward and like, okay, there's like, there's where my clitoris is. There's where the parts are. But then that was it. Like, it was just like, quick, brief look. Okay, that's what, what where it is. And that's it. And the um, part I was embarrassed about that I didn't know in your program when I took your program at 41 years old, was that the clitoris was this whole, rather large, organ that extended like through all of the all of my parts and I really had I was really thought that it was basically like just the bump that you see the nub that you see that's what's encouraged to be you know touched and um and uh stimulated which always felt very like just kind of overwhelming and like too much and that, that doesn't feel good it's just like too sensitive um, and I just had no idea that there was a whole other literally hidden world to my anatomy. Um, that was, that was totally news to me and wanting it more. And, um, that week really changed everything for me because it was like an epiphany of like, yeah, wow, there is so much more here that I have never learned about, that I have never explored, that I've never given the time of day. And like, what can I do with this new knowledge now? And that's, I guess, what we're going to be getting into next. But yeah, it was just, it just shook me. But I thought I knew. And I didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, it's so wild that we hear this story quite often that uh, we feel like we should know or we have known and that it almost limits us from getting to know ourselves even better because where are we going to go from knowing everything yes or you hear the story of the of like the women that like maybe did know a thing that worked for them and could like rely on that thing that worked but like there's so many other things that could potentially work there's so many other ways to explore and be creative. And that's what was just um, so mind-blowing to me that it wasn't just like a one-and-done thing. There was this whole world of pleasure and possibility hidden within our bodies. And you have to take the time to get to know yourself in order to ever know what those other hidden possibilities could possibly be. Oh my gosh. So when you were talking about earlier, oh, I think we need to explore that term work 
that our bodies need to work or do our bodies work or finding the thing that works. What do you think you were seeking all that time? Was it an orgasm? Was it a very specific feeling? I think I just had the expectation in my head from what I had seen in movies and TV and um, that it was supposed to be this explosive experience. It was supposed to basically happen like without any real work. It was just supposed to be like instantaneous and like you're turned on strong from the beginning and it never goes away. And everything was just supposed to happen on its own. Like I was was almost like I expected not really even having to do anything. Um, And I'm talking about like, I guess probably like in an individual experience or a partnered experience, like it's just supposed to all just happen. And so when things weren't just happening for me, I really just concluded, well, like there just must be something. My body just doesn't work the way other women's bodies do. And women, I find in my experiences, like with friends and stuff, women, there's certain women that it does work for like that. And it's very, can be instantaneous and they just know it works and it works every time. And those are the women that I find are more like freely talking about sex. Like if you're in a friend situation or whatever, but I've realized through whim that there's like a whole bunch of women sitting quietly, not saying much um, because they can't relate to those stories that those women are talking about. And so I always just felt very alone. I certainly never shared really with anybody like that. It, things weren't really working for me in the way that I assumed they were supposed to. So I just felt very alone and very just like, this is just the way that I am. And I was real. And I was fine with that. Like when I started taking whim, it wasn't even necessarily for like, like I'm going to take this class so I can learn how to do this specific thing. It was really, it just, it sparked a deep curiosity in me when I've heard you talking about, about sex and about desire and about um, the way things should be with what our culture tells us they should be, but they don't have to be that way. I just had never thought like that things could be different than the way that I assumed they were supposed to be. How did this work with your sexual partners? Did you tell them that you you, know, you didn't think you could have an orgasm or did you communicate that? Was it a problem for them, problem for you? I did. I would just say it wasn't communicated. I didn't... I was, I probably just, I probably did feel kind of like shame and embarrassment that, you know, maybe I wasn't going to work like the way that other women had, had worked or, so I just, I really just kept it to myself. I really just, and it it wasn't like I was feeling like zero pleasure or anything. I just wasn't um, experiencing things again, the way that I thought that I should be based on really just like fantasy that I was watching, um, not based in reality at at all. And just thinking, well, I don't work like that. So then I guess I just, I just don't work that way. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I ever talked about before I took whim. I never talked about it before I took whim. Hmm. 
It's amazing, isn't it? I recently, last episode, I had a conversation with my husband and we were talking about his previous partners. And I asked him, do you think they were experiencing pleasure? And he's, I have no idea. We, we didn't mm -hmm. talk about it. It's super common. It is super common. It's just, it's such an awkward thing to talk about. I didn't feel like it was necessary to talk about because it was like my thing, not like our thing. <laughs> like it was just like, that's how I viewed it at the time was like, this is just, just my thing. And nobody else needs to be concerned about this. I'm just like going to maneuver through my, on through my life. So yeah, it was never something that I um, discussed with anybody. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, where are the spaces to talk about it? Nowhere. 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 I certainly wasn't going to talk to like a, it wasn't a big enough of a concern that I was going to like bring it up to like a, certainly a doctor or anything like that. And I, and I felt even at that time, like I wouldn't have trusted advice from another person anyways. It was just, I really had resolved that it just, it just was the way it was. And that was that. And I was fine with that. Okay. Until I took everyone, including myself, <laughs> is dying to know, okay, what's next? What happened? What are these new experiences? So could you take us just a little bit, if you remember, through how you started to uncover like your pleasure capacity? Well, I've I might as well I've I know you've heard this story before and I've told this story um when I was in Wim about my experience that week that we were discussing body exploration. And so I might as well tell that story here because it's really still so vivid in my mind and just was really just the whole shift of things for me. So you had given us um, an assignment. So after we had talked about bodies and vulvas and the parts, and I remember you talking about like how if you're paying attention that your vulva like, will change colors and it will swell and it will like visibly change. And I had certainly never um, uh, used a mirror, like, like I say, in any detail other than to have a quick glance um, at what was going on down there. So you, our assignment was to take a mirror and take our time and like set up a nice space for ourselves, have like a, I won't even call it a self-exploration experience. There was none, like zero expectations is what you said. Have zero expectations on your body. Like you are trying to accomplish nothing. You're just trying to like basically learn about how your body works. And so certainly that made me think like, yeah, you know, every time I'd ever attempted anything before it was always like you know goal orientated and and that would fail and so this felt so like exciting to not have any like zero expectation of anything that was going to happen all I was going to do was just like take my time and and look and be curious and like just see what was what and so I uh I found a cozy spot in my house and I remember I took a shower and found a nice cozy spot and I had cozy blankets and, you know, um, I wanted to make, make sure that I could see things really well. So I found a spot that had like really beautiful, there's this beautiful 
light coming in the window. It was kind of evening time, like this nice soft sunset light coming in the window. And so that's where I set myself up and um, did just exactly what you had told us to do. Just take my time. I had a, a mirror. I had um, like some coconut. You, I'm, the, one of the best things you ever told me was like, never touch yourself without some kind of a natural lubrication. Like, oh, it, it should be like, you know, soft. And, <laughs> and so I had like, I think I got some coconut oil out of my pantry. And um, yeah, I just laid in that spot and, and the sun was on my body and it felt so warm and relaxing and I just took my time and looked at things and touched things and stroked things and like did things I'd never bothered to do because it was always in more of like a goal oriented experience and by goal oriented meaning like this is supposed to lead to an orgasm that wasn't on my mind at all and I, um, I remember spending about 10 minutes doing it and thinking like, okay, that's probably good. Like that was cool. But then also at the same time thinking like, hey, we've got nowhere else to go. Like just see what else there is to see. And so I just stayed there for probably, I want to say half hour, 45 minutes or something. And I could start to see the changes that you had talked about. I could see things changing color. I could see things um, like swelling and I could feel sensations that I never honestly really felt before. Um, and it was just, I remember having the thought with that light shining on me this epiphany just came over me that like I, this part of my body has literally never seen the light of day. Like to have the sun shine fully on me and her and be illuminated in that way and um, seen in that way and like to have taken the time with her in that way, just her and I, just between her and I, like it was just so profound. I was just like, I've had this body for 41 years and I've never, like how have I never taken the time to do this, to appreciate her and I, I can also remember like talking to her like just instinctively talking to her during that experience and just being like hey like, hi it's me like how are you <laughs> how are you doing down there like and feeling just so connected to her in such a different way than, than I ever had you know, I had had a couple of kids at this point and um, you think you know your body and it was just so shocking to me in a really wonderful way to think like, I can do this from here on out. I can 
acknowledge her as important and develop a relationship with her and give her the light of day that she deserves. I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> I had to, it was it was it's, it makes me almost tear up talking about it because I've shared this story several times in Wim, and it always just warms me when I tell it because it's it's just a memory that is so strong. Lots of memories fade, but I don't think that one ever will because it was just such a powerful moment and then yeah moving on from there I've I've just um I have taken the time to get to know her and develop a relationship with her and um I'm just so grateful kind of to you for (laughs) allowing me the opportunity to be introduced to myself in that way at a mid point in my life (laughs) was just so cool (laughs) Oh my gosh, I remember you did a a workshop in the community about your almost like self-exploration practice. Mm-hmm. Did you, do you want to share a little bit about that, how that works for you and how that's been integrated into your life? Yes. So, um it's funny if you if you would have ever told me I'd be talking to other women about how to explore their own bodies like it's just so wild that that's um, where I got to the comfort point with in this whole process, like from not knowing myself at all to, you know, t- uh, telling women about my experience with the whole thing. It was so wild. That was a really special experience for me because I found that a lot of women in WIM could relate to my story um, in different ways of just really not knowing their body in the way that they thought they did or ever really taking the time to explore it in the way um, that I was that I was doing. So I one of the big things um, I learned from you was just the power of words and especially sexual words and how much weight they can carry and kind of ickiness that they can carry. So like a word like masturbation always felt really icky and gross to me because I realized in whim that word meant like that was a very goal oriented word. Like if you were masturbating, like you were trying to reach orgasm, which is not at all what I was trying to do in this learning about myself Um discovery that I was doing. It was the opposite of that. It had no goals attached to it. It had zero pressure attached to it. It was only basically another of your teachings, just like following what feels good. If there was a pleasurable sensation, I followed that. And if that exact thing that I was doing that was pleasurable suddenly turned out not to be, I could stop. I didn't have to like keep pushing myself. So the term that I started using was self-exploration because that felt very exactly what it sounds like. Like I'm just going to explore myself. I, there is, I'm not trying to get anywhere. It's just a discovery process. So that took off a ton of pressure. So in Wim, you talk to us about, um, approaching our partnered experiences in a very curated way. 
setting up a nice space for yourself, making sure the room's warm, uh, you know, maybe um, having scents that you find pleasurable or lighting you find pleasurable or music or whatever it was to create a space that was designed to be pleasurable before anything sexual was even um, on the table. And so that's the exact same approach that I took with my self-exploration. And they were like dates with myself. Like I would have like set a time, like, like maybe it wasn't a specific date and time, but just like when the house was quiet and the kids were out and I knew I had some alone time and wasn't going to be interrupted, I would set up a space for myself and set the lighting exactly how I like it and play music that sometimes I'd even put on like noise canceling headphones with the music in it to really knock out any outside influences from the experiences because I found the deeper that I could kind of really go within the, um, more profound my experiences were because I could just focus on the pleasure um, and have all of those other voices telling me, you should push harder for this. So you should go here. That feels really good. Like keep pushing that feeling, knocking those out because that's what was, what was sabotaging me. I, what is what I realized is that any, even a little about amount of pressure that I would start putting on myself when something did feel good would have like the opposite effect and immediately kill my pleasure. Like it would just, I remember having these conversations with you, like what's again, thinking something's wrong with me, like what's going on? Like I was feeling so good and felt like so, I guess kind of like orgasmic or whatever the word is. And then it would just, it would just disappear and I couldn't figure out why. And that was a part of it. It was just, it, it was all of it, actually, that, that pressure. And so learning how to have zero expectations on myself, only follow what feels good, try whatever I wanted to try because it felt good to me and my body, not something I'd seen, not something I'd been told, um, and just let my five senses guide the experience. And um, it, I want to say too, it didn't, this is, this was a long journey. This wasn't, and I'm, and a journey I'm still on and will be on for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I had that experience in the sunlight and then like a switch flipped. And then I was like, just experiencing all the things. I had a lot of like very frustrating experiences, a lot of just wanting to give up experiences, those old feelings of like my body not working right. Um, but I knew enough and I, and it was so helpful to talk to other women in your program as I was doing this exploration that I was always reminded that I could just keep going wherever I was at. 
there was just never any pressure, which was the most amazing gift I ever gave myself was to take that pressure off myself. And so I, every time I would, I, I set up one of these experiences for myself, I thought they'd all be the same. I thought they'd, I'd find the thing and they'd all be the same, but they're always different. They always take me in different unexpected directions I'm constant. I'm still learning new things about myself and granting myself the permission that I'm not a static thing that works in one way. I'm a evolving thing that works in so many ways that I know about and still haven't even discovered. And that is so freaking cool to know because I just didn't know that. <laughs> You know, we hear from women a lot who say, I don't work, nothing feels good, I'm numb, I don't like anything. What would you say to someone like that? Because I think both you and I sort of experienced that in our life. And now both you and I are are finding, wow, this is infinite, actually. Mm-hmm. I would say to that woman... And it's like talking to myself because I was that woman to take all the time in the world that you need, talk to your body. That sounds weird, but like literally talk to your body, talk to your vulva, talk to your tummy, talk to your, all your parts and like ask how they're doing and how they're feeling and your body will talk back to you it's such a cool experience i know it's it sounds i learned this again from you that if you take the time to really listen to yourself your body has answers within it um it will, your body is capable of guiding you in the right direction, but it takes tons of patience and zero pressure to be able to, to really hear what your body's saying. So yes, we have talked to so many women that just, yeah, they feel so numb and disconnected and AI just nothing feels good. But I just find, um, for me, it was it was it was just critical taking the time with myself because being in a partnered experience is just there's inherent distractions there, and you're considering another person's uh, you know feelings and emotions and what are they feeling and is this working for them and all of those mind games are removed when it's just you and your body. Obviously, there's other mind games you can play with yourself, but um, it's um, so many other distractions are removed that you can just really be patient with yourself and listen to yourself. And if something's not working, give your, the, yourself the permission to stop, give your, yourself the permission to try something different. Give yourself permission to just lay there and just hold yourself. Like, not everything I'm doing is like, um, you know, genital focused or 
uh, it's, I'm exploring my whole body when I'm talking about self-exploration. I'm talking about being gentle with my whole body, um, trying to love all parts of my body. Um, and if there's parts of my body that I'm not particularly loving that day, saying to myself, that's like, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay if you don't love every part, it's still a part of you. You can learn to love that part better another day. But just letting these experiences be anything they want to be. And if they end with something more orgasmic happening, that's great. If they end with nothing at all happening, and it's just time that I spent with myself, just giving myself some some time and some self-love, then that's that's great too. And that took a lot of learning when I was starting this process with myself that all experiences are, are, are okay. All experiences are valid and all experiences are teaching me like a little something more about myself. And so it's just this like infinite grace um, to just be with yourself and let your body react in whatever way it wants to react. And to know that there's always like a next time that I can come back to myself and try something different or, or who knows, I go into these experiences with zero plan. I just let them unfold however they want to unfold. And I literally learn something new each and every time. And I just think that's so freaking cool. It is so freaking cool. <laughs> just radiant. <laughs> Have you noticed that this has impacted any other aspects of your life? Yes, just with um, knowing how important um, patience is and knowing how important we're so, I think we're, we're, we're taught so often that like you have to have a goal in mind and you have to be driving towards driving towards a goal and like achieving something and having an end result that like makes it worth it. And in the sexual sense, I think we all know what those messages are. <laughs> and um, this has just taught me to um, slow down, give myself time, and that the answers are within me and will eventually present themselves. So this has helped obviously in my own body exploration and it's helped me be just more patient in other relationships in my life um, to be less goal orientated and to just be more in the, the, the listening and the perceiving um, realm to let the natural answers present themselves. So certainly, yeah, like in my partnered experiences, I've been able to just take all the pressure off, let my body lead the way and, um, and have, yeah, just much more uh, pleasurable experiences in a partnered situation 
And then, yeah, these philosophies, even just for general relationships, I find, um, have just been improved with knowing that um, I can just slow down and be patient and, and listen and not have all that intense pressure, self-induced pressure put on myself for how I want things to turn out. You bring up such a great point about pleasure being the intention versus mm-hmm. sort of a few seconds of vaginal contractions that have been labeled the healthy functioning um, measuring stick. I think a lot of women who can't, you know, have an orgasm, anorgasmic, uh, yeah, that they think that that is the pinnacle. And what I experienced, I didn't, I wasn't able to have an orgasm for the first year of my marriage. And I really worked very hard (laughs) at figuring that one out, vibrators and positions and all that. And then I could have one, but I still wasn't feeling satisfied by the experiences. I still wasn't looking forward to them. Sure, I could sort of ram away on my clitoris with a vibrator and, you know, and have that. Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts about that? Like, like what is truly satisfying? I have a lot of thoughts about that because when I came into WIM, there was, I think, just over 70 women um, that were in my round. And like I said, never really had any kinds of these discussions before. So I assumed, because your course is for like women seeking more more pleasure in the bedroom, I totally assumed that the vast majority of women would be non-orgasmic or certainly have a hard time orgasming because I thought that that was the pinnacle of the experience. That's what's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen every time. And there's supposed to be lightning and fireworks and like all of the crazy things happening every time. And because that wasn't happening for me, like uh, here I was the broken one coming into the program. I was stunned and shocked that a vast majority of the women could have orgasms, could have reliable orgasms, and had very unsatisfying sexual experiences. I'm like, what? Like, I, I, like my, like yeah, like obviously flabbergasted. Like I can't even. Still now, it seems like weird to say. Like, I just couldn't even believe that that would be true. That you could have orgasms and not have good sex. I just thought the two, the whole, my whole life, that's what I'd been told. Um, so. That was just like, wow, like, so then what is an orgasm? And like, what's it even, if that's not what I'm driving towards, what am I driving towards? Um, So that was just, it was just fascinating to me because, and then all of your teachings in the program was just, was taking all of that pressure off to get anywhere just take orgasm off the table altogether. That's not what we're driving towards. We're only driving towards pleasure. We're only following what feels good in the moment. If it stops feeling good, stop. 
take a break, try something different. So it just like shifted my entire perspective of what I was even supposed to be doing or driving towards. And um, it was also fascinating to me in specifically with orgasms that I thought that all orgasms were supposed to be, like I just said, the, the, the fireworks and the explosions and the quivering and the screaming and the yelling and the, and this like, just, you know, near catastrophic experience because it's also <laughs> overwhelming. Orgasms can be little things. They can be big things. They can be different every time. Like I don't have one kind of orgasm. I have all kinds of different sensations and levels of intensity and, and they're all okay. Like one's not a failure and one's not a success because they, and so that, and that was, that was completely new um, knowledge to me um, that they could be all different things and feel all kinds of ways in one body. It's just like, what? Wow. <laughs> How did I not know this? So that certainly helped me um, understand that, it, like even take even more pressure off for what I was driving towards because it didn't even matter at all if it happened as long as I was having a pleasurable, enjoyable experience, whether with myself or partnered, like mind blowing. (laughs) So so much better than the old model of external spicing it up and trying new and intense, almost like, I don't know, not the relaxing coming home to yourself, but the looking outside and seeing what artificial ways we can increase stimulation and increase excitement and almost increase the tension of the moment. Just to get to that one thing that, I mean, I guess I can only speak to my, for myself, but like that really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. if I get there, no, it really doesn't matter if that happens or not in my experience because I am still having a really pleasurable, nourishing uh, experience with myself. And it, it, the orgasm is just like, if it happens, cool. But if it doesn't, no biggie. Whereas before it would have been like, didn't happen, failed experience. Even if the experience was really nice, it would have been a fail. And that doesn't, I don't have fails anymore because the pressure is not there to get anywhere other than feeling good. Oh, so good. I feel so, so good. re-inspired. I feel so like I want to go have some self-exploration right now. This is great. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, for having this deep passion and caring for other women. And I mean, this is a it's courageous to come on a public podcast and share your story. And you've done it with such grace and generosity. So just thank you so much for for coming on here, for being in my life, for supporting this mission. Just thank you for for everything you bring. 
thank you for everything that you bring, Jana, because you were um, the bonfire that I needed to burn all of those ridiculous ideas to the ground and build a life of pleasure that actually has real meaning and sustenance behind it. And that was all yeah, triggered by your wisdom and and learning. And I'm just so grateful that I have this knowledge now that I can talk freely to you or other women in my life and just be like, hey, this can be like a totally different thing (laughs) than what you thought it could be. I just, to think that I'm the one saying those words is just wild when I think about where I was three years ago, just wild. Just incredible. Well, thanks Mm -hmm. again. And I hope everyone listening has felt a tremendous amount of relief taking that pressure off your shoulders to work to to work in a certain way to push or prove uh, with your body and maybe maybe explore something different so uh, thank you again to neil and thanks for everyone for listening and we'll talk to you in the next one bye for now if you've enjoyed this episode i have a favor to ask of you It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the waitlist, to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.